Today on Radio Italiano. Guest reporter Fernando Nardoni joins us with tips on how you can be a real Italian. Plus Italian news, food, music, and events. Coming right up on the Italian radio show. Welcome to the Italian Radio Show on the ABC News and Talk Radio Network, West Coast Italian Radio. I'm your host, Tony Lestola, with a lovely Marzia Caputo from Vincenza, Italia. Ciao. Ciao. You have that beautiful Vincenza background behind you. That's just lovely. So this is what you grew up with, right? That's right. That's right. No, that is the center. I mean, you have all those snow-capped mounds behind you. I mean, it's, it looks like it's, it's like... The Italian version of the Rocky Mountains. What a beautiful place, you know. Lovely, lovely. All the time. It's beautiful. We have ocean, we have mountain, we got everything. So. Of course, I grew up in New York City, so we had all the buildings <laughs> there. You know, the summertime was so hot that people had the windows open. You walk down the street, you know, everybody was poor. We couldn't afford air conditioning. So you'd hear all the music coming out. Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, Tony, like the Holy Trinity coming out of the buildings. It was fantastic. Hey. We hear a lot of people drinking, laughing downstairs. We have every morning, the or oh, every hour, the bell ringing. That's the sound what you hear in Italy when you open a window, though. <laughs> that sounds like my kind of place. Folks, you're listening to us on 1490 AM live here in Palm Springs, or you might be picking us up around the country. We have a lot of affiliate stations, some of them with ABC, some of them are non-ABC affiliates, but wherever you hear us, we're, we love all of our listeners. We're glad you're a part of our show today. You can also stream our show on our website. Go to WCIR.biz. Just remember the initials for West Coast Italian Radio. WCIR.biz. Hit the button right there. You can stream the show live every Monday. And, of course, you can also listen to all of our shows in archives 24-7. We got about seven years of shows there. And as soon as we're done with today's show, it goes up into the archives. So please share with all your friends, your family. We have people all over the world who listen to our show. And wherever you are, we love our listeners. So, you know, Marcy, I think it's time for us to get right into what we do here. And tell people, what do we do on this show? Oh, we do everything. The beginning is all about news. What's going on in Italy, all the strange news you can find all over. It's really funny. But I have to be something Italian all the time. So I love that. We have food. We have music. Um, what else? Oh, events. What's going on around the States, Italian festival. We have so much. And we have some unbelievable guests on this show. Some of them are well-known Italian celebrities. Or some of them are unknown Italians, but they're always a lot of fun. But as you said, Marcia, let's start right off today with our Italian news stories, okay? And a lot of these stories, uh, some of these are serious, 
Some of them are funny. Uh, today we're going to start off with something that's a little serious. It was a kind of a tragic thing. I hate to say this. This, ha- this came to us uh, from CNN, and this was about a little over a week ago, Monday, May 24th. No, actually, I'm sorry, this was almost a month ago, Monday, May 24th. Uh, and it comes from the CNN reporters in Rome. It was about this terrible cable car disaster that they had. And I don't know if, if you know where this place is, because I know uh, your uh, you, your family is up north there, Marcia. But it was the Stressa Motorone cable car, and it was uh, from the Lido di Stressa Piazza on Lake Maggiore. So you know where that is? So, yes, it is. But uh, um, what, what I want to say is this. Um, I want, uh, it, might, it could be my advice. All those, uh, what do you call it, those things lifting in English? The, um, well, they're, they're, they're cable cars, yeah. The cars you call it? That's how you call it? Yeah, the yep. cable cars, we call it, you know. Okay. They're not safe in Europe. Because they're, they're not safe in Europe. Well, yeah. I'm not kidding. Every year, happen everywhere. It was one time, another place in the north, another place, because that's what we have a lot in the north, you know, ah. for skiing, for, uh, you know, um, that's what we use. But I don't think so. They check them that very well. Sorry, they don't, because you hear this almost once a year, something happened like that. It's deadly. So that's one thing I want to say to make sure you guys know. Don't take them if you go in Italy, please. <laughs> well, you know, that's interesting you should say that because, of course, a lot of people would want to take the cable cars, especially since they've been so popularized in a lot of the European movies, both the Italian movies, but especially in some of the movies of the Swiss Alps. I even remember there was a couple of great James Bond movies where he had the cable cars, remember, going up the side of the mountain there, and he had the big fights on them. But uh, that's interesting. So you say that the cable cars throughout Europe are not well-maintained, and this looks like to be especially true in Italy because this happened in the Piedmont region, it was uh, near the Mataroni Mountain, and apparently uh, the cable car snapped as it was going. The cable snapped when they were going up the mountain, and it says 14 people who were in the cable car were killed. It looks like that uh, it's, it's typically a 20-minute ride up the side of this mountain, and it goes up about 48 Hundred feet, almost forty nine hundred feet above sea level. So that's a pretty high amount. Mm-hmm. It says they were a thousand feet up from. They were they were almost to the top of the mountain. Okay, they were a thousand feet up, according to news, when the cable snapped and the car crashed into a wooded area. Uh, there were fifteen passengers riding the cable car at the time. And of the 15, two of them were children. I guess one of the children miraculously survived, oh, and then one of them unfortunately died uh, at the hospital. But, um, yeah, as you're saying, uh, the, this is not the first time this has happened. And it, and it sounds like uh, that the local prosecutor there is trying to bring manslaughter charges against the people who operate the cable car, claiming that uh, it was – the the, the 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 disaster was more than just mechanical, that it was human error on account of, like you said, they were not well-maintained. So your statement is right on when it comes to that. 
That's one thing always. I mean, we use it for Goskin because that's how I say it's north. You don't hear them in the south. They don't have those. But north, yes, beautiful. You can see the Alps. It's by near to Switzerland. So the really high mountain. You have to use those. I understand yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Problem, they always do. They Until it doesn't break, they're going to keep going. Instead, do like once a year, just do a checkup, check. You know what I mean? How long it takes. But they're really bad with that. We always heard that. And like I say, my parents have fear of those that we never gra- take one. because Sure, sure. So, well, you know, I mean, of course, we send out our deepest sympathy to all the families and the people that were uh, that were associated, the, the families of those who died in the crash, feel terrible to report this type of stuff. Uh, and it's terrible that that happens, especially in today's, you know, the, the society we live in today, we, we have all these this advanced technology and, and ways to prevent that. So it really is something that sounds like has to be looked at uh, both in Italy and throughout Europe. Um, because, you know, it is a popular thing for people. Even the song Funiculi, Funicula, the popular song that we sing, is all about riding in a cable car, going up the mountains. And I think that was based on that famous cable car that they had somewhere. It wasn't down in southern Italy or in Sicily, up to one of the mountains. I'm not sure. I think on top of the mountain, I think it was, I'm, I could be, maybe I'm wrong, but I was thinking the north, but I've never heard of down south. Almost. Well, let's change our topic here to another news story. This one will be a little more positive for people. But, so I know that we've talked in the past about the fact that you can go to various places in Italy and you can buy homes very inexpensively, especially in the countrysides, because many of the next generation, the younger people, don't want to live in the country. They're all moving to the cities in Italy. So here's another story that came to us from CNN. This is a place, a town in Sicily called Castiglione, Castiglione di, di Sicilia, okay? And if you want to move there, they're selling houses for one euro apiece. Can you believe that? One euro. They've been doing it all over Italy about this, the one euro, you can have it, you know. But like I say, take information before you do that, because I'm sure there are a lot of things you have to sign, like a contract. So, well, And then in this case, you're absolutely right, because this house actually is located on one of the slopes of Mount Etna, which, of course, is an active volcano down there in Sicily, right? So it's very, very uh, realistic that something could happen to your house there. Uh, There's roughly 900 houses that have been abandoned in this area. uh, Wow, that's a big number. It's something, yeah, well, you know, it makes you wonder about, especially if it's on the side of a volcano. I mean, why everybody's moving out of there? Yeah. But apparently that says there, there is, uh, you know, there is some requirements that you have to, you know, restore those, these houses. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're going for all prices ranging literally from one euro to 5,000 euro. I don't know exactly how much property comes with that, if they're in town, out of, out of town, but they're certainly in some of these more rural communities there throughout uh, Sicily. And, and like you say, many other parts of Italy. Right. But I do understand that you're right. Many of these places are old historical properties that have been there for hundreds of years, being Italy is as old of a country as it is. And so there are some very stringent requirements at times that you have to restore things. 
Uh, and that means in some of these cases, they have to have whole foundations. It's the most expensive thing in Italy. So we have all this whole town that need to be all restored. That was a smart idea to say, hey, we sell for one euro, but you <laughs> in the last. Yeah, and no fixing the town, man. That's what's going on because they ask help for people. Oh, we sure. Help you, but then remember when you do restore and then it's antique building, you have to follow their rules. You cannot choose what you want. That's or right. You have to maintain it, how it is outside, a lot of things. You know, the heater, when it's the winter, it's really cold. They don't have uh, the heater, like, warm every room. It's different. So be careful. Like I say, you could be lucky. You find one of your dreams, or you could have a really bad luck, and you have a lot to put it in. So do your research. That's all I want to Folks, and that's your Italian news for today. We're going to be right back with my favorite part of the show, our food and drink segment. Don't go away. We have a lot more Italian radio coming right up here on the ABC News and Talk Radio Network. Dicite in cielo sta compagna vostra che già perduto suore This is Tony Lastella with the Italian Radio Show. Every day, 20 veterans take their own lives. That's 20 too many. You need help? Want to end veteran suicide? Go to SaveVetLives.org to learn more. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In the mid-90s, I bought a piece of land with a credit card check and built the very first micro distillery in the history of the state of Texas. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. We got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In the mid-90s, I bought a piece of land in Austin with a credit card check and built the very first micro distillery in the history of the state of Texas. I'd never built a still before, so I did some research and designed and built my own pot stills based on Prohibition-era bust photos I found in the library. I didn't know then that this was kind of the start of the American craft distilling movement right here in Austin, Texas. Cheers! 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com E tu dici parto a Dio, da lontane da stu cuore, da sta terra dell'amore. Folks, we're going to take a 10-second break to allow our affiliate stations across the country to give you their station identification. You're listening to West Coast Italian Radio. Broadcasting at KMET 1490 in Palm Springs, part of the ABC News and Talk radio network. So now is my favorite part of the show, you know, Marcy. It's all about food, about food. And this is brought to us by our great sponsor, Tito's Handmade Vodka. 
out of Austin, Texas. We love Tito's. Every time we party, we party hardy with Tito's because it's one of a kind. Fernando, okay, you, you know, you and I, we've been doing Italian food together for years and years and years. I know you yes. were the guy who started Monochino's, which became just an iconic little Italian restaurant out there in, uh, in Issaquah, Washington, of all places. And it, it got worldwide recognition. And the whole reason for this is because if you're really going to be Italian, one of the things people got to learn is to cook good Italian food, which doesn't have to be overly complicated. One of the things that we learned, and I remember your father, Fernando, taught me this. You got to start out with good ingredients, and then you don't want to overdo yeah. things, right? So what, what's your read on that? I mean, what would you tell people who want to be Italian to cook authentic Italian food? Good ingredients. That's number one for sure. Yeah, to some people, you know, the tomato, for example. I, I, tomatoes, I always buy tomatoes from Italy. And people buying them not from Italy, from California, which are good, don't get me wrong, but not from making uh, Italian uh, cuisine. And uh, garlic, we don't use too much garlic. I, I, that's, the, uh, I think, a big thing. I mean, you and I have talked, we've laughed about this because we know places that are these wannabe Italian restaurants. You walk into the restaurant, and my God, you're overwhelmed by garlic. It's like you're about ready to pass out. You smell like you're like in a delicatessen or something. I mean, it, and it's too much. And then they keep these, the garlic. I couldn't believe this one place we saw, they had this bin. It must have been like a five-gallon jug in the in their kitchen, full of water, full of this garlic that was mixed. and it's... It's peeled garlic. So once you peel, garlic is like, is, is a lie. Once you peel it, it dies. Mm-hmm. The best thing to do is just crush fresh garlic and put, you put as much as you want. Sometimes you put a clove in there and they remove it. I know, parts of Italy, as you know, south to north is different with the garlic, but, yeah, but they still don't use too much garlic. No, definitely yeah. don't use too much garlic. So but yeah, they use, they use the ones that are peeled. It's, it's crazy. I know exactly, and I, they sell it like that in some of the stores. I can't see how people can use that. What do you think? Well, I agree with you because first, the fresh ingredients make sure to be fresh. The tomato come from Italy. Oh my gosh, you just say a really important words because that's so different when you eat a tomato from Italy a year. Uh, even my daughters always say that, Mom, I cannot find the right tomato here. That different. They're not that sweet. You know the juice. It is. Is I think the earth, the ground. I don't know what's going on in Italy there, but it's completely flavor. It's a bit different. That's well, what especially the San Marzano tomatoes because they come from down around Napoli. So first of all, you got all that volcanic soil down right. there. You got the right, you know, the the right climate year round. One of the problems we have here, you know, I, I've imported San Marzano tomato plants to grow here. And we, you, you just don't have a long enough season to grow them. If I, I can plant these in May, and by the time they're really starting to get tomatoes on them and say the you know, first part of September, they never ripen. It starts raining here again. So you got the perfect climate there, and you're right. And the interesting thing, I don't know how, what you think about this. I remember your dad and I, uh, Fernando, uh, your dad, Giovanni, who used to consult you know, Italian restaurants. And he would say, don't buy cheap ingredients. These guys would go like the, you know, the local grocery store and they buy the cheapest stuff they can get and, and they wonder why their food sucks, right? The crazy thing is the price wasn't even too much difference. It's cheap, exactly. but not that much cheaper. 
So, exactly. you know, you got Samarzano are great tomatoes. Don't get me wrong. But you can even get in the area there, Sorrento, great tomatoes, not, not Samarzano, but are perfectly excellent to use for, for tomato sauce. But to bring up something, mm. my, even I guess my dad is going to Samarzano too. And is, uh, but you're right. They don't grow. They don't, they don't grow as good as, uh, in Italy. They never will. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then, like you say, the garlic. I mean, interestingly, uh, people have this idea who are non-Italians, uh, including some people who claim to be cooks, have this idea you got to smother your food with garlic. And I mean, oh, come on. I mean, well, yeah, we, we, you can use a little garlic, but there's some Italian dishes, frankly, you don't use any garlic in. I mean, you no. know. Um, and sauce too. Sometimes yeah, you got to smother yeah. with all this sauce. You know? I mean, we're making. You, you like, need sauce, but uh, yeah, exactly. You know, a, a good, a good amount, but not not, uh, not not drowning in sauce. So, Marcia, since our whole show today is on how to be Italian, and you know, we're telling people first of all how to cook good Italian food. We should also tell them when they go out to an Italian restaurant. The proper way to order, you know, the order you got to order in, the important things you want to cover. So what do you got for us in those lines? So the first thing's really important is, is what you're drinking. So make drinking. I love that. That's, that's my dinner, what I'm drinking. You see, I know you. I know you. So I don't go right to the food. I go right in order, like you just say. Girl after my own heart. All right. What do we got? Vorrei provare il vino della casa, per favore. There you go. I would like to try the wine of the house, please. And, of mm-hmm. course, Italian wine, especially in Italy, when you go to these really nice Italian restaurants that are in the Agriturismo, they got all that homemade wine there. I mean, that <laughs> stuff is, it's like as strong as drinking straight alcohol. It's very, very good. I love it. If you go to a restaurant too, you can ask Vino uh, de la Casa and maybe the, this restaurant order one for a family to have gotcha. and then bring it to them. So always good to ask for that. I do always that. good to have a house wine. I agree with you. Okay. Right. What else you got for us? Qual è il piatto del giorno? What is the dish of the day? The special mm-hmm. of the day. And you know, this is important. I notice a lot of people when they go to restaurants often are not asking, you know, to see the special of the day. Uh, and we always mention it to them. And the special of the day is really important because we get a special dish we're making. We prepare it special. We get special food, all fresh. So whenever you go out to eat, the special of the day is what you always want to try because it's out of this world in most places. All right. Right, right. Because they're the season, they have their own season. So it's good to always ask what they do. Because in Italy, the restaurant change every three or four months the menu. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, they do. You're right. You're right. Absolutely. Ask. You know, that is always a good idea. Uh, Next one is, invece dell'acqua naturale, posso avere quella frizzante? All right. Instead to have natural water, can I have the sparkling water? So, again, in Italy, when you eat out at a restaurant, you have your choice between the natural water, basically the water that is not sparkling and the sparkling water. And again, most in both cases, these waters come from their own mineral springs there. So even the non-sparkling water is full of great minerals and stuff because you get it right there in Italy. We got time for one more. What do you got? Okay. Scusa, cameriere or cameriera, mi porti il conto? 
So basically, it's how you get your bill at the end. You say, excuse me to either the waiter or the waitress, depending on, a, on which word you want to use. Can you bring me the check? Or in some cases, you would just say, il conto per favore, the check please, and that's sufficient. And there you have it, folks, your Italian phrases of the day. Great job, Marzia. So, you know, I thought very seriously about our Artist of the Week this week, because this whole show is about telling people how to be Italian, right? So, what are the key things? We've already talked about food. We've talked about how you dress. We've talked about how you order in an Italian restaurant. However, however, music. Music is near and dear to Italians, we love music, but we love really good music. Even the nuke songs that are coming out of San Remo this year, even the summer songs that the kids listen to on the beach, it's good music. It's not like a lot of the other crap you hear around the world. So I figured I would pull something out of our archives here. That it was a nice collection. So there was a movie that came out in 1996 called The Big Night, the story of two Italian brothers who have an Italian restaurant, they're trying to pull off this big dinner, and it has all this great Italian music in it, ranging everything from Louis Prima to classical, but it has all the great Italian hits. So I figured, here you go, something that our listeners can have to let them know what a real Italian, whether you're from Italy, whether you're from the United States, Italian-American, that you're going to listen to for good Italian music. Oh Marie, oh Marie, oh Marie, oh Marie, in your arms, I'm longing to be, longing to be, mm, baby, baby, tell me you love me, tell me you love me, kiss me once while the stars shine above me, shine above me, hey, hey Marie, hey Marie, oh Marie, oh Marie, in your arms I'm longing to be. Longing to be, oh baby, oh baby, tell me you love me, tell me you love me. Hey Marie, hey Marie, hey Sammy. Ma sei d'allegro stamattina, ieri te la mera, tanta pesci e peschetta, e ma senta te griete. Weeru pesci dalla mera treia, le peschetta stamattina. Io vengo a Pomerchetta e perché, e perché gli ne scusano If you're gonna be a square you ain't gonna go nowhere E mambo, mambo italiano E mambo, mambo italiano Go, go, Joe, shake like a Giovanno E lo che si dice, get a happy in the feet So when you mambo Il suo nome conosco, vuoi conoscerlo tu? Vieni, è la strada del cuore dove nasce l'amore che non muore mai più.
stop and linger while I buy a wedding ring for your finger. In the meantime, let me tell you that I love you. Bona seda, senorina, kiss me goodnight. Bona seda, senorina, kiss me goodnight. Seda, senorina, kiss me goodnight. Dime. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas. We're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. We got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. This is Tony Lestella with the Italian Radio Show. Every day, 20 veterans take their own lives. That's 20 too many. You need help? Want to end veteran suicide? Go to SaveVetLives.org to learn more. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. titosvodka.com Hey folks, we are back with West Coast Italian Radio on the ABC News and Talk Radio Network, bringing you the Italian radio show. I got a very, very dear friend of mine for many, many years, Fernando Martinardone, and his family, uh, we've been friends for probably close to 30 years. Uh, we've been involved in different ventures together. He's the guy who started the great little restaurant, Mantelcino Ristorante Italiano in Isqua, Washington. Uh, he sold it a couple of years ago. But this restaurant, when he owned it, he made this number one in the country. I mean, it was one of the top Italian restaurants in the entire United States. It, was, it, it still is considered one of the top 100 romantic restaurants in the country. And the food is sensational. And Fernando was one of those... A unique people who has both an Italian, an Italian background, you know, having come from Italy, but also having grown up and lived in North America. We can really talk about both the Italian and the Italian American side of things. So he's going to give us lesson 101 today and how to be Italian from his perspective. How you doing, Fernando? Good. Tony, how are you? We're very glad to have you here as part of the show. I know we've had some fun already today with our food and our Italian phrases, but, um, you know, I thought this would be a great thing because you and I have talked about it so much. 
over the years when we were sitting there in Monalcinos, how so many people want to be Italian. I mean, half of our customers were not Italian, but they loved it. They loved Italy. They would go there sure. every year. They, you know, would drive Italian cars. They want anything they could do to be Italian. So, you know, well, what do you got? I can, under- I can understand them. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you got for us? Listen, the first thing you got to do, you want to be Italian, you talk with your hands. Exactly. You do got to yeah, talk, talk, with, talk with your hands. Talk and, and, and to the left, to the right, forward. It all has like its own little language, which, uh, you know, forward. Left and right. When you go left, sometimes not too good. You go right, it's better. When you go forward, you're always asking a question. You know, well, what do you mean? What do you mean? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> th- that'd be the first thing they got to learn. Uh, just, you know, with their, with their hands. Everything they say is going to be with their hands or saying it with their hands. Yeah, I remember the even time. the old Italian singers who used to do all the gestures when they were singing with their hands. Right. Mario Lanza, Caruso, I mean, you know, they were, I think even the guys who did the 50s rock and roll. The Italian American guys, remember, they would always have the choreographed moves here and there, you know, so that was always kind of fun to watch. Well, you have to remember this, Ciao, Fernando, um, <laughs> that this is what happened when you started when you were really young, your parents already calling you, come over here, I'm going to beat you up, you know. There you go. <laughs> so then when you're young, you already started with that. So, you know, you're really early learning age. That's why you're really natural with that. No, I agree. For well, sure. Another thing that I notice, I got a lot of those hands, Marcia. I bet, exactly, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm, sure. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. So it's interesting, Lito. Another thing that I've noticed is that Italians are much more. They take things at a little slower pace, generally. Not to say that they don't get things done, but they, you know, take things a little more. No preoccupate, you know, a little more. Don't worry about it. You, you know, they they don't get much done. <laughs> domani everything we can everything do tomorrow domani, I no, but we are efficient you know we are efficient we do we take we take care of business and uh, whatever we can we can put, listen we life is for us is a little bit different than most people right first thing we need to enjoy you know we what do I mean? need to enjoy yes, yeah absolutely so that's that's why when you say maybe slower pace we do we take care of responsibility, but at the end of the day, we still got to enjoy enjoy with our family and friends. You know, yeah, yeah. food is very important. Um, get, getting together is very important. Having coffee in the morning is very important for fifty for fifty percent of us. So let's talk in the mafia. about that. I mean, one thing about being Italian <laughs> is coffee. Let's face it: when you get up in the morning, there is a difference between good. Italian coffee, and a lot of people don't know this, so they have good Italian coffee. That's right. Good Italian coffee got to be made on the stove. Exactly. On the stove top. You know, the stove how I make top. it every morning. I mean, know? don't get me wrong. There's other good Italian coffee you can make now, but before everything was on the stove top with a little, with a little uh, coffee maker. So I would say that one of the things that, you know, if you want to tell people you know, how they really can kind of be Italian or, you know, really understand us would mm-hmm. be that they should learn about some good Italian coffee. Everybody, and I'm not knocking Starbucks. I know Starbucks does their thing all over the planet. Yeah, if you're in the middle of, you know, nowhere, you can p- find some espresso. But, you know, people really need to appreciate what good Italian coffee is. Like we had Coffee Darte on the show. We've had uh, Seco Fredo. We've had Lavazzo, you know, uh, um, Cafe Umbria, one of my favorites. So what do you think? Agreed. Now, coffee, 
is different. Like I said, Starbucks makes do do their own thing, but um, for Italians, is, is different. We we do this little espresso, the lattes, those big lattes, yeah, little, yeah. Uh, half a gallon of coffee and milk doesn't make sense to us. So interestingly, you know that Starbucks opened this big place in Milan. We talked about this on another show. Yeah. I'm just wondering what your read is on that. You know, they have this big, huge coffee bar in Milan. Well, you know, uh, I think some of the younger generation will go, just for curiosity. Right. Like mm-hmm. like McDonald's, yeah, McDonald's there. And the same thing happens uh, with, with that restaurant. But at the end of the day, there's still the little pastry. You go there, have a little pastry, a little espresso, and you go to work. That's right, the way we right. do it. Yeah, yeah. All right, so what would be your next thing you would tell people who say, wow, we would really like to be Italian, you know? What do we got to do? You got to drive like a Formula One driver everywhere you go. Like <laughs> <laughs> that one. <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. Yeah. Marcia, I've seen her drive. She has, her, Jeff bought her this little hot rod. It's like, <laughs> oh, my God, you know? <laughs> you got you, you to gotta park your... You know, your uh, 50-foot boat in a 20-foot space. That's what it is. It can happen. It can happen. <laughs> but that's true. I know Italians do tend to drive fast. And I remember being in Napoli, uh, and we had a little rental car, and it was like, you know, it was a free-for-all. It was a free for It made New right. York City look tame. Yeah. I brought my I brought my wife for the first time, and we stopped at a red light. Uh-huh. Oh no! This. <laughs> yeah, we st- yeah exactly why we stopped. But they honked before it went green. They honked about fifteen times to make sure you're awake. Yeah. When you get when it goes green, you got to make sure you're gone. You're gone. It's, Otherwise, it is. It's like and it's the, you like, know how they have the the lines, uh, uh, the yellow lines here on the lanes. Yeah. Nearly they have the lines, but doesn't exist the lines. Oh. Right? No. You got, no. you got you got two you got two two lanes, and there's like six cars exactly. right across, exactly. ready to go revving their engines. And when yeah. that light changes, it's like being at the starting line of the Indy 500. You know? Exactly. Exactly. In fact, like drag if, race. if you're not moving, they're going to call you. Ritardato, cornuto, espuoviti, coglione. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, all the nice words in five seconds. I remember Americano. Yeah, the Americano. first time. Yeah, Americano. <laughs> the first time Michelle drove uh, in Italy, and she was, we were at, at a red light like that, and the uh, the guys on the scooters, they come by and they, boom, they beat the hood of your car, you know, to let you know they're zipping through. Yeah. There. It scared yeah, exactly. the heck out of her. <laughs> Right. You cannot sleep, okay? So no. we cannot drive like here in America with a coffee in our hands. You gotta have the hands and be ready to move. So, so to be a real Italian, you gotta really know how to drive well, and that's the thing you know that we find there. A lot of people in this country. Uh, I mean, there's some good drivers here, but a lot of people poke along a little bit. And and interestingly, they don't have as many accidents actually in Italy. Uh, you would think they would have more. Maybe they'll report them. I don't know what. Uh, but like take the Autobahn, <laughs> for instance, the Autobahn. Okay. Now you have two lanes and in most places it's unregulated. You can go as fast as you want to go, but you want to make sure you stay over in that right lane unless you're passing somebody. Because I tell you, I can remember driving on the Autobahn and looking into my rear view mirror and I see this little dot back there. And literally, by the time I look again, he's this guy's passing me, doing about 200 miles an hour. He's one of these high-end Mercedes or Ferraris or something. I mean, they just fly like rockets on there, you know? All the cars do. They'll go drive. If you're not going 150 miles an hour, they're going to look at you and say, what the hell are you doing? 
But that's the funny thing. My nephew came here on vacation, and uh, he was 19 at the time. And he was telling me that, Zia, it's so funny here. You're on the highway, and this car passed us. We're going to see her again, the same car and the same car. And we <laughs> sat each other. You always see them again. In right. Europe, they're gone. You don't see them no more. What, what are they doing? I said, yeah, they go fast. They go slow. They go fast. They go slow. That's the difference. Now, in Europe, you just take off. You don't see them no more. It just, <laughs> they disappear. So that's the difference. It is. Well, mm-hmm. another thing that I know that is a real Italian thing. Uh-oh. I mean, if you want to be Italian, right? So I remember... Growing up, and I know we've talked about this at the restaurant, which is both, if you're a restaurant owner, a good thing and a bad thing, that Italians love to linger over their meals. I mean, I can remember as a kid, you know, we would start like Sunday dinner, you got about 50 relatives that come over, and then it would start about 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and it would go on the same meal till about 8 o'clock at night. You know, with course after course, people talking, drinking and everything. So Italians love doing this. I know that we've had some issues with that uh, at the restaurant because especially when you get some of the, the older Italians that come in, you know, and you, and really in a restaurant in 90 minutes, you got to turn the table or you just keep it profitable. But they don't want to sit there for four or five hours. I mean, so I don't know how you deal with that. Well, we, what we did is we had the American come the first two rounds. Yeah, yeah. And then the Italians come the last round. So they know they can stay as long as they want. Yeah, that's In right. In general, Americans don't stay as long. Right, right. They, they, they eat quicker and uh, they have a different mentality. But yes, Italians, we like to linger over our dinner. And you know what's about it is Italians will eat late anyway because when you go to Italy, mm-hmm. usually you know you know, you're you're going out to dinner at eight nine o'clock at night. You might have an aperitivo, you know, aperitivo before them, but you know, so it's an that that, that and that's a right. great solution to it. You know, exactly. Well, folks, there you got you how to be Italian lesson one hundred and one with our guest Fernando Nardone. We're going to be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. Don't go away. Tieni a bocchella, no poco poco rillo, a pasuliatella. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. The owner of a local liquor store told me to forget the flavors, so I make only vodka-flavored vodka, smooth and gluten-free. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. we got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Pacific Food Importers has been distributing Mediterranean food products in the greater Seattle area since 1971. 
beginning as an olive import company, PFI has evolved into a well-known wholesale food distributor in the Pacific Northwest, servicing restaurants, grocers, manufacturers, and caterers. Family-owned and operated, PFI stocks a wide variety of cured meats, specialty cheeses from around the world, and a vast range of Mediterranean products. PFI's service area includes the Greater Puget Sound region and Portland, Oregon. Situated in North Kent, PFI has a central location allowing for efficient service and delivery, as well as convenient will-call pickups for established customers in Seattle. Pacific Food Importers Incorporated is committed to providing quality products at competitive prices to the food service industry of the Pacific Northwest. Visit PacificFoodImporters.com for more information or to contact us. This is Tony Lastello with the Italian Radio Show. Every day, 20 veterans take their own lives. That's 20 too many. You need help? Want to end veteran suicide? Go to SaveVetLives.org to learn more. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. When I got into this business, I used to make flavored vodka infusions for my friends as gifts. When I started to make a go of it, the owner of a local liquor store showed me the dust on some flavored vodka bottles that sat on the shelves. He said, if you can make a straight vodka so smooth that you could drink it just by itself, then you'd really have something. So I did. And now all these years later, we still only make one flavor, vodka flavored vodka. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Uno sputo la luna marchiore, pure ripisce c'è fra l'amore. Folks, we're going to take a 10-second break to allow our affiliate stations across the country to give you their station identification. You are listening to a West Coast Italian radio. Broadcasting at KMET 1490 in Palm Springs, part of the ABC News and Talk radio network. Our song of the week. The Sinatra classic, Fly Me to the Moon, re-recorded by Tony Lastella and the Goombas, the West Coast Italian Radio House Band. Fly me to the moon, let me swing among those stars, let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars, in other words, Let me sing forevermore You are all I long for All I worship and adore In other words Please be true In other words I love you Let me 
be safe forevermore Because you are all I long for All I worship and I adore In other words, please be true In other words, in other words I, I love So now, Marchi, it's time for us to do our Italian events. We have great Italian events uh, that are happening throughout the Western United States. And before we get started, let's just tell all of our people that if you have an event out there that you would like to submit to us for our event calendar, please go to our website. Just remember the acronym for West Coast Italian Radio, WCIR. WCIR.biz and go there. There's a link there to contact us. Send us your event. Uh, you know, usually on the show, we only have time here to cover a few events, but uh, it, we'll have a, a calendar up on our website that has all of the events, uh, both the large ones and the small ones across the country. So let's cover some of the major events going on right now. A big one, and I know this one is technically not an Italian event, but it is one that we personally sponsor, which is Saturday and Sunday, July 3rd and 4th. It's the Freedom Fair Air Show and Wings and Wheels featuring the U.S. Air Force Thunderbirds, one of the top flying military teams in the world and other great military planes with some vintage aircraft, flying over Commencement Bay and also appearing at the Gig Harbor Airport. Uh, they're going to be doing two shows a day, uh, plus uh, two shows up at the airport a day, plus one large show down uh, on the waterfront. Make sure you go to freedomfair.com. Freedomfair.com. If you live up in the Tacoma or Pierce County area of the state of Washington, it's an absolute great event. It's been going on for years and years. And West Coast Italian Radio is one of the sponsors because we do as much as we possibly can always to support our military. Now, moving on, a lot of these events, of course, are towards the end of the summer, being that we're just opening up now uh, from our COVID lockdowns. On Saturday and Sunday, August 21st and 22nd, the San Jose Italian Family Festa is going on, an absolute great event that takes place every year down the historic San Jose. Make sure you go down there and check out all the great things they're doing that weekend from the main stage, the great wines, the wine garden, and all the fun for family and culture uh, promoting the Italian uh, heritage and Italian culture. Yeah, all those Italian Festivals are always good for all family, kids, absolutely, any age. So remember that it's not just for one, okay? It's absolutely. Not- now, Sunday, September 5th, up in the state of Washington again, they have this great racetrack there, Emerald Downs, fantastic horse racing track. They're Funny. doing Italian Day at the races. Again, this is sponsored specifically by the West Coast Italian Radio. So if you come out to that event, you can meet your hosts there, both Marcia and I will be there all day long, meeting and greeting people. And, of course, we'll have the West Coast Italian Radio studio band, Tony Lestella and the Goombas, playing all afternoon down at the track side between races. Other activities include bocce, wine tasting, 
pizza eating contest, Italian dancers, a lot of fun for the family. And we're going to be giving away free tickets for this event starting in July, all summer long. So make sure you stay tuned in. I would like to thank you. I was trying to say, and the Goombas going to be there. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. The Goombas are always there. We always have a blast there. Okay. Friday, September 10th, Festa Italiana at the Fisherman's Festival down in Monterey, California. We love our Italian friends down in Monterey, California. Very active sons of Italy down there. A very active Italian community. You used to live down there, Marcia. You love San. I was San- to that- say that. Oh, my heart is there. I love all oh, California. It's beautiful. So make sure, folks, you check that out. It starts Friday, September 10th, goes till Tuesday, September 14th, the Monterey Festa Italiana Fisherman's Festival. Moving back up to the Northwest, we have two big festivals taking place in September. One of them is the San Gennaro Festival taking place on from Friday, September 10th to Sunday, September 12th at the Casa Italiana Italian Cultural Center in Burien, Washington. And then we have the Biggie at the end of September, from the 24th to the 26th of September, again, Friday through Sunday, Festa Italiana at Seattle Center. The big Italian festival been going on about 35 years there. One of the largest ones on the West Coast celebrating everything Italian. Moving on, and by the way, we will be at the Fest Italian NCN. We'll have a booth there. We'll be sponsoring the big dance that night on the stage uh, and the Italian uh, talent presentation of all the different singers, kind of a big jam with all the lead entertainers there. Saturday and Sunday on October 2nd and 3rd, the Los Angeles Italian Festival takes place. That's the first weekend of October. Always a lot of fun with our Italian friends down in L.A. at Hollywood and Highland. Make sure you check that out. That's a great event. And we finish up the season out here out west with a biggie. The El Dorado Great Italian Festival taking place the second weekend of October, October 9th and 10th, at the El Dorado Hotel and Casino in Reno, Nevada. Folks, they literally closed down all of downtown Reno. They make it a little Italy, and it's absolutely fantastic. Great entertainment, Italian markets, Italian food booths, all kinds of fun all weekend long. Make sure you check it out. And there are your Italian events. And you know, Marcy, we need to remind people that you can listen to us 24-7. We have probably close to uh, seven years of shows in our archives. Just go again to our website, wcir.biz. Click there. Today's show is going to go right up when we're done, and you can listen to all of our shows. Share them with all your friends and family because we have listeners all over the world, and we love people listening to us online. And, of course, our After Hours show is going to be coming out soon. Radio Italiano Luce Rosse, okay? That's gonna, That's where we to cover all the topics of today's show. But we're a little more racy and direct with how we feel about them. Of course we are because we're Italian. We tell you what we really think. That's a hoot. It's for 18 years and over. It's uh, obviously by subscription only. Make sure you go to our website. Check that out. That's going to be coming out soon. We have a whole bunch of shows on there for you to listen to. And that's pretty much it, Marcy. I've had a great time as always doing the show with you. (laughs) We'll be back next week, folks, with a brand new show here with the Italian radio show, West Coast Italian Radio, on the ABC News and Talk Radio Network. God bless you all. A salute. Ciao a tutti. A little Dean Martin song for you. Ciao, ciao, bambina. Ciao. The rain is falling. 
once more I kiss you and thank goodbye. Our love was just like what? a fairy story. Oh my! But all its glory must pass us by. Bye bye. Our raindrops trembling upon your face, dear. Or are they teardrops for the love we knew? Chow chow bambina, my heart is falling. 